Hello, welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we're getting... Dude, this feels like this came up so fast. Does this feel like this is quicker than these movies have ever come out? Because we're getting DCU new movie. And it felt like it was literally like a month ago that we had uh, World War II, Justice Society. Yeah, no, these things are coming out like fast and hard. And uh, you know when the next one's coming out? When part two's coming out, right? Yeah, you said it was coming out in July already. Yeah, July 27th is when the next one's coming out. So at least they know, like, some were like Dark Knight Returns. We, we all knew how it's going to end because we read the book. But at the same time, it's just like, God, i got to wait like all other fucking six months for that thing. Now it's like, no, you, you don't got to wait long. It's like, cool, you guys are doing the Matrix Reloaded thing. You only have to wait, like, I think, like, well, actually, no, DVD-wise, it came out like a, like a week after the DVD came out. But you get the idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, The Matrix Reloaded, I think that's one of those ones that, like, it makes it feel like it only came out, like, three months after, but what it really was was, I think it was, like, a six-month difference, but at that time period, that was, like, ridiculous. It's like, that movie came out that quick after it? (laughs) For a theatrical movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, even this, before. But for this, even, for this to just come out, like, a month later, so, um, I'll say this, like, Long Halloween is and always has been one of my favorite Batman books. It might be my favorite. Um, Looking through it again, there is, like, some logic gaps in a few spots. That being said, though, the art style, the characterization is all awesome. And it's definitely one of my favorite books that really kind of gets all the characters down pretty well. and expands on a character like Carmine Falcone as well, too. Yeah, exactly. I've always thought that uh, Batman The Long Halloween, I think that that's the greatest, like, if someone says, hey, I kind of want to get a little bit more deeper into Batman, this is the book you hand them. I feel like it's one of those ones. I mean, I guess you are kind of giving them, like, the best of the best at first, but I also feel like it's one of those ones. It's an easy book to jump in because there's not really, there's not too bizarre of characters in there. Yet, at the same time, if you didn't know some of these ones, you might be able to get a little bit more depth on them and so on like that. But for the most part, you know, you get all, like, the heavy hitters that you would have saw in the movies. But then it goes into more detail, and you get this long, nice story. I feel like it's just it's just a great gateway book for all that stuff. Yeah, I think every so often there are those books that are great sampler platter, platters for people. Like, I think you have the books that are just kind of like, you can, like, it depends on how much people like reading, ultimately, at the end of the day. It's like, what do you think their tolerance for Batman is? And how much how much do they enjoy reading? The two things you got to keep in mind. <laughs> Long Halloween, for how thick that book is, because it's 13 issues, mm-hmm. that thing might take, if you don't like reading, that might be a bit of a thick dick to choke down. But if you don't mind reading and you're open to Batman, it's a perfect sample platter because it has most of his major villains at the time, plus two or three obscure villains to kind of help lead you in. Um then you have, say, something like Hush, which, same length, same writer, but at the same time, uh, once again, a sample platter of, okay, we're going to introduce this new villain, but we're going to have a bunch of classic villains along the way, give you, keep, you up, like, keep you up on some Batman history that happened and just quickly dismiss it, and then like throw two or three characters you don't, like two or three deep cut characters in there as well. Yeah, it's not like you're hand somebody No Man's Land or something like that, like... <laughs> More <laughs> games. Yeah, those ones would be the ones that be so confusing right off the bat. Like, I, I think honestly, easier one to hand someone would be something like um, Killing Joke, or maybe even like, even though there's history behind it, uh, Court of Owls, just because it's a very Batman centric focus, Batman centric uh, story where he's just dealing with the Court of Owls. Like, and he, he occasionally bumps shoulders with Nightwing 
you know. But I think there are those stories that were, you know, to variations. And to, back to the main thing, Long Halloween is one that we've both wanted for a long time. Yeah, because I just remember, like, when DC, every single time that they have their little movie, like, like, hey, do you mind filling out this survey? And it's like, yes, I will. And I go through and I put it all in there. And I remember for a while they kept bullying you. Like, dude, come on. Do you, do you really like that DVD that comes with your Blu-ray? I'm like, yeah, I like that DVD that comes with my Blu-ray. Like, yeah, but it's just, I mean, are you, are you going to watch it? I, probably not, but I want it. It's good to have. You never yeah, know when you like, might need like, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, we're saying... You're not even going to watch it, probably. You're just going to watch the Blu-ray. I'm like, well, they were kind of nice back then. Well, if I go to someone else doesn't have a Blu-ray player, you know I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's nice to have that DVD, <laughs> you know? And then, of course, they didn't listen to my opinion because they just got rid of the DVDs, like, in the last, like, six months. <laughs> well, now it feels like, even though uh, I went out and bought the Blu-ray for this, now it feels like, oh, bring that movie over. You got to... Depends on whose house you're going to, because by this point, a lot of people don't even have a Blu-ray player. They just stream yeah. everything. So. Yeah, so it's like, oh, let me bring my DVD or my Blu-ray player over and whatnot and so on. But um, but no, in, in that survey, though, they've always kind of asked, like, hey, what are the movies you want to see next? You know, And sometimes they'll have a list of, like, 20 films. It's like, hey, this is our pick. So pretty much, you know. And then they'd also have the fill-in-the-blank, which would always be Traveling Heroes. If, if you got my fill-in-the-blank spot, I've said Traveling Heroes every single time. But... Long Halloween, I used to have to fill that in, and then it started appearing on there, so it made me feel like, oh, okay, cool, that means that might be in closer, so check, 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 and uh, I think that that finally got it kind of going. Well, if they ever do a, uh, maybe when the Green Lantern HBO show comes out, or if they ever do another, they ever do a Green Arrow movie or a Green Lantern movie down the line, mm -hmm. I mean, theatrically, or HBO Max, whatever, um... Maybe by then they might consider traveling heroes. And, you know, in all honesty, thinking about who sends those things in, your one card out of the five that probably go into that pile. Like, if I do a job to count on that, like, someone is fucking persistent. Like, well, if we're grading on a curve. <laughs> yeah, this guy is. Because I put that in, because I mostly fill them out every single time, just because I really want that Traveling Heroes movie. That's, like, how much effort I feel like, you know. I mean, there's, there's other things in there, too. It's like, you know, I feel like doing my part of, like, helping the DCU. But, like, believe me, what, what I'm really looking forward to is that blank spot where I get to write Traveling Heroes in. Here's my question. Uh, well, Traveling Heroes is very much a story I think you can adapt to today. Mm -hmm. You know, because right then it was just, it was kind of like a white dude looking out the window like, wait a minute? You mean there's injustice in the world? Huh. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, <laughs> then there's Green Arrow being like, dude, don't you understand, man? I've been living with these people, like, you know, for the last week. <laughs> like, yeah, these but you're, you're a millionaire. People. Yeah, but, you know, who needs money, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, these are my people. He puts a, his hand on the shoulder of a black dude. The black dude just moves away. <laughs> oh, man, don't be like I, that. I never... Come on, come on. I do, I, it's okay. I, I, love Green I love Green Arrow, but there is sometimes those things where he's, like, white knighting a little too hard. Like, there's the thing where there's, like, the one picture where he's, like, dressed, like, in the Native American, like, um war war headdress uh -huh. and he's just like die white devil <laughs> you know so <laughs> yeah well just the fight part too it's just like wait wait it's like if all of a sudden like asked him like well how did you get here and stuff like you know what i mean like well, well you, were you poor did you go like oh no i don't i'm a fucking billionaire like shit like you know what not one day you know i was like 28 years old and i was just like you know money kind of sucks so you know i just kind of left it behind Got myself in a, a nice apartment, that is. I mean, I wasn't going to fucking settle for less, but... <laughs> you know, I mean, look a couple blocks away from the ghetto, so I was still kind of in the safe zone. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, and if worst case scenario, if you know, if I'm a little bit late on the rant, you know, I just make the phone call and that problem goes away. <laughs> or it's even like, just imagine. It's like this is a very local joke, but it's like kind of like someone in San Francisco saying like, oh, yeah, man, I live right in the heart of the Tenderloin. You're like, you live on Geary. You're like the very edge of the Tenderloin. You're not like on Eddie or anything like that. Well, yeah, because that's that thing that was like you could literally li- – it's like every street you go up in San Francisco, it just gets progressively nicer. You know, and every street you go down, it gets progressively more torn up. You know, more like – next thing you know, you're like, is that guy literally selling like a TV that says brand new and it's got like the turn dials on it on his window? Well, it is also, like, we won't stay harped on this too long, but it literally, that sounds like something like a um, production designer or, like, conceptual artist would have come up with for some kind of allegory while creating, like, a world within, like, a movie or a video game or something, but that's literally San Francisco. It's yeah. <laughs> literally what San Francisco is. But yeah. Well, uh, well as far you, as you this learn goes, that in life that like you see that like anywhere if there's like in a sense a mountain for some reason, I don't know why it always is, there's always like the poor people are down at the bottom of the mountain and at the top of the mountain the richer ones. I mean like I've even just seen that like where there's a trailer park around the bottom and as you go up the houses get progressively nicer, nicer, nicer like oh okay, I see how this system's working. <laughs> But just even the stark difference over in, like, over there is just like, wow, really? You know? But but anyway, um, going back to this, though, going to Gotham rather than uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. I, I can say this uh, before we go too far into the story and we think of it and all that. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to love it, but I just liked it. But I think the thing is, it feels more of, like, half a movie, which it literally does say part one on it. Yeah. So... It does leave me kind of like, shit, that's it? But I, I, mean, I kind of knew that was going to happen. And it doesn't have like a big, like, there's a big dramatic moment near the end. But it's not like this, like, big oomph, maybe a little bit of an oomph if you know the comic. But um, I, I'm really looking forward to the next one. But I, I almost think that this probably will be more rewarding once you watch it as two, as long as the second part doesn't fuck it up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely the case. I think it is one of those, because in a sense, this is the build-up movie. You know what I mean? It's it's that one that's like, it's here to get the story started, kind of get your characters introduced and so on. But it's not really where everything starts coming together. And, you know, they almost feel like they kind of did it like in a sense where, at least in the movie, I feel compared to the comics. It's been a while since I read the comic. I really think, you know what we should do is when the second one comes out, we should reread the comic again and the second one and kind of have the whole like plethora of that all coming together yeah yeah um i think that'd be a good idea to do i haven't read the comic in years yeah not, a... not completely in years I, I it's one of those books that i'll grab i'll flip through every once in a while and read favorite parts out of it it's not one i like reread over and over i, I hardly ever do that with any of the comics i have but um that is one that i will pick up and read parts of it and Going off it without expo- without spoiling anything of well, we'll get into spoiler spoilers later without explo- explo- um, spoiling anything in the comic there is like a logic gap because slight spoilers there's more than one killer but all these killers are working independently of each other and there's no point when how would they know when to switch off? How, how come multiple killings don't happen at the same time? So that that's the one little problem with the logic of this book. But the movie's 
the way this this movie ends, they might be changing that. Who, who knows what it's what it is by the end of this, you know? Yeah, because I really do think it's going to be something different at the end of the movie than it is the book, you know. But um, it feels like in this part one, they're kind of almost kind of giving it the very like grounded sort of like you know. Other than like the Joker kind of coming in at the end, and, I mean you see some other characters, but it's almost like this is all focused on kind of the mobster type characters. You know, you got Falcone, you know, and this one they sort of almost like the I think it's the Maroni family. But instead, they started uh, the, the Falcone family. No, what's the other? What's the other family? Not, not the Falcones. The, the other family is the Maroni. Family. Yeah, the Maroni family. Did they? Because they, they made them kind of almost like they were like Yakuza or Triad in this one. No, they just hired the Triad for oh, some okay. reason. That, that was something new because that was okay. Because I, 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 I said the, I, yeah. I knew that because before, which actually I kind of like that more because instead it was just all like Italian mobsters. So you know. You know, they kind of run together a little bit, let's just say, you know, so I felt like the fact that they threw in, like, some triad Yakuza-type guys, it was like, it made it kind of stand out a little bit, kind of, you know, add in, you know, a little bit of a kung fu action scene and so on in there. Like, if you have a, um, it is a little bit more condensed, and if you do have, like, all the major points of the, the book, this hits that, it just approaches things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Like this, like, for instance, um, he might fight this villain or that villain just a little bit later where he does as opposed to the comic or like when batman's chasing down the guy that uh solomon grundy and he bumps in that in solomon grundy in the sewer he doesn't have like a big badass fight scene in chinatown with a with a great gang of triad guys he's i think he might get in a scuffle with some guys but ultimately it's just a chase where he's following this guy i think somebody just looks like we got to throw in some action beats and let's remind people it's a superhero movie so rather than just like dopes with guns, throwing some guys with nunchucks and swords. Yeah, I, I think that kind of had it, but that almost kind of, I felt worked in the favor, at least for, like, the movie part of it, you know? Yeah. And then, the other thing, too, that I felt like that was kind of interesting that, I just don't remember exactly that it was in the book, but maybe it sort of was, but in this one, they kind of give it, like, hey, like, this is, like, you know, Batman, you know, He's been fighting crime for a while, but he's like he's just now realizing that you know sometimes a fish doesn't always solve all the problems, and then you gotta you gotta do the paperwork. And I like how Gordon's even he's just kind of like, yo, you know, this, you're good at throwing a fist, but you know at some point you're gonna have to write a report. Batman don't write reports. Batman throw <laughs> fish, and crime gets solved. Now you know what those criminals are hanging up on that clock tower, and I know that looks like a challenge to you guys because it's raining and snowing out right now, and nobody wants to go out on like the 100th floor to go get them. <laughs> but at the same time, that like, opens up, you know, the clockmaker can come out over to, you know, whatever the clockkeeper of the house. The, no, it's like a fucking lighthouse in the middle of town. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> he does, but. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even still have that thing? We all have a fucking watch. We all have a fucking smartphone by now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, that whole part, like, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think they, they brought in that Batman was still new to it. He, I'll say here's one thing. I loved. Tim Sale is one of my favorite artists of all time. Mm-hmm. And I love the way he draws Batman. But that does not look like Batman on his second or third year. That looks <laughs> like Batman. Like he's been, The way he draws Batman. In the movie, it looks fine. The, he is just like a giant walking mass of muscle in the comic. Like, he is intimidating as fuck. I mean, maybe like less square than like Frank Miller's Batman. But, he's, but he... just... He, he's he's 90s jacked, you know. Well, I will say, yeah, the animated movie, the animation, it's amazing. And I really do like this kind it's of new great. style they're doing and everything like that. And I just like how, like, you could almost freeze frame and it does look like Cam of the Book. But I, at the same time, it's like, I kind of flipped through, I was flipping through Long Halloween just to, you know, get the kind of reminder of some of the scenes. And then you're like, 
when you look at that Tim Sale artwork, it's like I almost wish there was like the heavy metal version where they just sort of drew that the artwork the way that it sort of looked by Tim Sale because I think that could, as an artistic movie, would look amazing. Like if you, they were just a little bit drawn up that over the top hard shadows. I mean, the Joker grin pretty much stretching from like one side of the page to the next. You know what I mean? Just like. The over, like, where you have massively huge characters and almost, like, ridiculously, like, skinny, lanky characters and so on. Catwoman having her big, giant, like, you know, 90s hair. Like, I, I think a lot of that would be pretty cool to see just in motion. They did a good job, or Tim Sale did a good job of drawing the characters in such a way where it's like, um... It, it's like... Because usually you'll see him like, okay, you know, dude's smart, so he's got glasses and he's scrawny. Dude's big and strong, so, you know, he's really buff. Mm. But that he, he did things to, like, their personalities came out through more of their appearance. Like, Scarecrow was real, a lot more lanky, really tall, kind of gangly. Riddler was really small and really kind of nebbish. There is like he they really kind of, they all like really stood out in different ways. Mm-hmm. Joker had that ridiculous grin, like that crazy ass jawline. But and at the same time though, in this you can see hints of it. Like you can see that yeah. his, even in this, the character is still like overly drawn. He has a long jaw that protrudes outward and still has those piano key looking teeth. But at the same time, it's not like to the same level of what of what Tim Sale does. Now, that doesn't ruin it for me. No. Is it a preference? Is it a preference that they did? They made it look more like Tim Sale's artwork? Yeah, it's a preference, but does it ruin for me because it's this artwork still looks amazing. Oh, yeah. No, no. It does. It, yeah. Because, yeah, the artwork's so good as it is, but you just kind of look and you just kind of have a what-if kind of like... You know, I feel like if you just had just one of those, like, almost like an... You know, when you picture, like, how Aeon Flux was sort of drawn, where it's, like, just so, like, hardcore artistic and bizarre, I felt like that could almost work for this. But maybe they'd be like, well, wait a second. Are we trying to do an art piece here? Or are we going to try to do, like, our, you know, detective story? And I get it. They want to fit in sort of, like, the animated series kind of, like, look and style, you know? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong there, but, like, it would be kind of interesting to see a very, like, experimental Batman animation movie, like, with that, that kind of style. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they're trying to lead these in to be connected, like the last one, like the last uh, series of films, because this is the same style as Just Society, World War Two, same style as Batman, as a Superman, um, what was Unbound it? or what yeah. was it, Unbound or Superman Unleashed. Maybe no wait, because I'm, I'm mixing up Unbound. Unbound's the Brainiac one. Yeah, um, that, that, that's the one that. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Man of Tomorrow. Man yeah, of Man Tomorrow. Of... <laughs> none, none of that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, I, I think that this one right here, they, I think they are going to try and connect these as they go down the line. And there's even some things they changed, and all the kind of changes sort of happen near the end, so you don't realize it. Like, here's why I guess we'll get into some spoilers for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest changes is that Selena Kyle knows who Bruce Wayne is, because this is still a very early point where they haven't revealed that information. And if you're watching the movie, you don't really know it until, like, there might be some, like, subtle, like, coy, like, I know you're up to something, I know you're up to something. But then you get to the very end, and she's like, Bruce! Like, and then she's like, oh, fuck, you know. Damn it, woman, now we have to kill this guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to kill the nerd. I, I, I like him, you know, I was, kinda, I was gonna have him come over and, you know, clean the viruses off my PC, but uh, now, uh, <laughs> I guess we just got... They touched that in Oxford, right? <laughs> yeah. 
But now I'm just gonna have to chuck him over the edge and hopefully hope that he falls into like you know, the propeller because you know Batman can't kill, but a, but a boat can. <laughs> it's not me; it's gravity that's killing him. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, uh, and a diesel engine. So he, here's the thing in the uh, in the the book for spoilers for the book here. Um, Alberto Falcone, Falcone's son, is one of the killers and we're meant to believe he's the only killer for a second but he's there's more than one killer and he is the main one now the end of this now this in the book it happens where you think he's dead or they try to make you think he's dead because a gunshot happens and then he's thrown then his body goes over the board of this of the of the um water and he's never found then until he pops up at the end yeah this one they're trying to, like, they are doing a major bait-and-switch because there's stuff they're kind of telegraphing from miles away. They're telegraphing a lot of shit. So I'm like, oh, you're not really hiding it so much, which makes me wonder, are you going to follow through if you're trying to, like, make me think of it like that? You know, like kind of like what they did with Hush, sort of. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to the end of this, I mean, Catwoman kind of spills the beans of Bruce's... Because Catwoman wasn't there when Alberto Falcone died. Yeah. And this, she is... When Batman props down, she's like, Bruce! And then he's like, what, wait, well, Bruce Wayne, what the fuck? And then, like, somebody who's, I guess, the real holiday killer is on top of the um, second floor of the yacht, shoots at him, then he falls down. And here's the one thing, I know more than likely he's probably dead, but I'm wondering if there is going to be some overlap or hopes, because we see him go down, and we don't see him hit the propeller. We just see him go down, then we just see shit come up from the propeller and blood. So for all we know, that could have been another bait and switch. Like, they kind of planned that, possibly. But I doubt it. I really doubt it. But maybe. You don't know. Um, I felt like that was there to erase that part. So I was like, oh, shit, now who's it going to be? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it is going to be... I feel like it's going to be somebody else, but on the chance that they're really trying to, like, get... Because there's that part, like, in when you're reading Hush for the first time, you're like, well, um, I'm pretty sure it's Tommy Elliott. Oh, they killed Tommy Elliot, so I guess it's not him. Oh, that was Clayface. Yeah, it is Tommy yeah. Elliot. Okay. Yeah, um, they pull one of those. I could see it maybe being something like that, possibly, but we'll, we'll see. But the thing about Alberto Falcone in this one, because before, I remember reading the book, he was just kind of weaselly and kind of like mentally off. Mm-hmm. And then in this, I did feel bad for him. <laughs> There's like a part, because it's like, this couple parts were just like, he's sitting there at like the big mob table and so on like that, and like Falcone's just like, oh, that's such a great time, and so on like that. And he like looks at his son, he's like, what are you doing? Are you doing fucking crossword puzzles there? He's like, no, no, dad, these are like, you know, like, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but it was like something Logic else. puzzles. Yeah, it was a logic <laughs> puzzle like that. Fucking gay. Like, come on, son, like, stop doing that. Slaps him out of his hand almost and so on like that. <laughs> it's just like, go do your coloring book outside. <laughs> but Dad, it's a lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent you to Oxford for eight fucking years, and that's what you came back with was a fucking coloring book? <laughs> Look, well, you're writing it. Makes... You can't even color inside the lines. Dad, it's in black and white, and they're letters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's the color even? Jesus Christ, son. Your daughter, Sophia, she always colors in the lines. Ah, or my daughter, Sophia. Your, your, your sister, Sophia. Man, I got confused sometimes, you know what I mean? I don't know why, but... Got a lot of my mind. Because one, one of my kids I love, one of them I hate. So, you know, you think it'd be easier to keep it straight, but no. And I just like, Get the, the fuck out. there's like the other part, they're like on the boat, and Falcone's like, okay, I want to bring out somebody. He's a big part of the family. 
You know, and maybe we don't always get along. Maybe we don't always have the right ideas, but, you know, he's there, and I think he's a real true member. I think he really is going to bring a great honor to this family. And then you see, like, Alberto's like, oh, he's calling me out. Steps forward a couple times, like, I want to, come on, I want to congratulate. Been there the whole time. See eye to eye, even though we're kind of off and so on. But, like, he's been there like a son for me personally. Come on out! Get up here, motherfucker! <laughs> out the way, Alberto! Alberto, move you. <laughs> Take your fucking crosswords with you. Yeah. Alberto, Come on, you, you, you're, the you're in the way of the camera. I don't, want, I don't want, I want fucking the TV to see you and me together. <laughs> there, There is that thing, because I want to say that there's, like, a flashback. Maybe not in Long Halloween, but maybe in Dark Victory, which is the sequel book. Mm-hmm. Of Falcone beating Alberto or something like that. But at the same time, though, I don't think it really drove home as much as it did in this movie. Like, he said, like, one or two, like, dismissive things, I think, to him in the book. At least going off my memory. Yeah. But this one, it really, like, oh, dude, I totally get it. If you do follow through with this, I totally get it. But then they have the whole bait and switch at the end, which makes you think, like, oh, God. And there's even that Luke and Leia moment. Because if you remember, um, Selena, Catwoman's dad, is Falcone. So there's that whole part right there when, like, Albert, and she's asking questions. So what's it like to be in the family, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, like, kind of poke around, like, what's our dad like? And then just, like, he's going for the kiss, like, whoa, whoa, shit. <laughs> yeah, there's no, exactly. Who there's no Alabama if, shit going on here. Yeah, and who knows if they'll bring that up in this one, but you never know. It, c- it kind of has that feeling, too, when you sort of see that. I think that that's why she was so, like, put off. Like, whoa, whoa, we, we can't, you know. Other than, like, you know... Him being like, just well, a creepy-looking look nerd guy. Yeah. <laughs> Could just be that. <laughs> yeah. You but did. she just seemed kind of, like, very, like, genuine with him for a minute. But, no, it, it, I, I... Just as, like, we can never... No! You know? But I just think it is... That what if it was, like, no, no, we're totally... We're totally not related. He just... Fucking look at him. Look at me. No, it couldn't happen. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. One of those kind of moments and so on. But uh, but then, uh, you know, I guess kind of with that, too, then, you know, you get the whole Harvey Dent storyline. It's one of those ones, I guess, like, this is the one of those ones. Here's the thing. If this was, like, the first Batman book you kind of read and you didn't really know too much about who Harvey Dent was, you, maybe you knew who Two-Face was, but you didn't know the whole connection there. You could see this being leading into being, like, something really cool. But I guess it's one of those ones, like, you know, the boy boy Harvey Dent, so he's like, dude, it's Harvey Dent. We all know he's going to turn back at some point or he's going to turn into him. And so, you know, a real bait and switch would be, like, he doesn't turn into Two-Face. That would be the one that would really surprise me. If I didn't already see concept art of the next one, I'd be like, maybe let me bold see if they didn't do. What if it's Gilda becomes Two Face? But um, yeah. at the same time, yeah, that whole um, the whole Harvey Dent thing. I remember going to see Dark Knight and being in a crowded theater filled with people who were amped for the movie, but I could tell most of them never read a comic. Yeah, and then the second when Harvey Dent's face caught on fire. There is like four or five audible gas. Like, oh fuck, he's that guy, you know. Yeah. Which that was that was like a cool like I mean not like <laughs> I knew, but and it like a, it was kind of cool seeing people put that together and being caught off guard with it, you know. Yeah, because it's like one of those ones like because you know for the the average Joe's like knowledge if you're just going off of movies and so on. You know, Batman Forever, that, that Harvey Dent thing's explained really fast. So it like the name Harvey Dent probably just goes out the window for those people there, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. It just sounds like another name if you don't really know it. And um, I-, I was going to say, I don't remember. I know that there is a little bit of, like, marital trouble with Gilda and Harvey in the uh, book, mm-hmm. but not to this level. Like, I don't remember them fighting this much, which is another, like, 
possible bait and switch thing, you know? Yeah, because that's what it definitely was. You know, I remember them having the problem like, oh, I can't have kids, Harvey. Whoa! Like, Harvey's like, well, I'm DA. Like, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Well, bye, kid. I'll, I'll go down to the fire department. People drop them off there all the time. Shit, we could have our pick of them. Like, what country you want them from? <laughs> If if the fire department doesn't work, we'll go down to the juvie center and say, take your pick. Yeah, but but I ain't paying no premium price for a child. I want want one of those ones where there's like some mother in Walmart handing out her child for free. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it's a mud or whatnot. Like, I I ain't paying. I'm not going to like no pet smart of children paying that supreme (laughs) price. (laughs) Yeah, I know I got DA money, but that money's for me. Oh, and you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too. Yeah. <laughs> Did they get this from a breeder? <laughs> yeah, can I get the paperwork on this kid? <laughs> Actually, no. Keep the paperwork. We're fine. We're good. Yeah. How long is it gonna take you to draw up? Yeah. Fuck that. No, we'll go. All right. We'll go. Yeah. Is that, is that a thoroughbred? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one though, they're definitely they're like arguing all the time. Even the point where like. Well, there's, like, Gordon and, like, you know, Barbara as in Barbara, Gordon's wife. It's, it's like, one of those most confusing things ever. It's like, why does Gordon have to, like, Gordon and Barbara? And then it's like, well, we're going to name our kids. We're going to name them, like, Jim Jr. and, you know, Barbara. Yeah, that didn't put a lot of thought into that whole thing. <laughs> no, it's just, just like, one of those ones, like, you know what? When we, when we sign our names for a Christmas card, I want it to be real easy so that we don't make a mistake. <laughs> Oh shit! I put Jim four times. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, I thought we at first. I thought we were gonna name all the kids Jim. In my name? Well, uh, I get confused. You know me. You know Barbara. I thought you were wrong day. I, I thought was, you were gonna I, change your name to Jim. I thought we we're all gonna be a Jim in this house. How many crime scenes where I've ha- where I've accidentally inhaled just a little bit of Joker venom or a little bit of Scarecrow toxin? Get cut me some fucking slack. But yeah, but even like Gilda and Harvey are like having that argument like on New Year's there, and you know I, I like I like you would think that like even like Gordon and like Barbara would be like, well, you know what, maybe we'll just let them be. It's like, no, no, I want to hear this, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we just have this conversation. Even like Barbara's like, can we have this conversation like somewhere else? Like, no, 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 let them watch. Like, oh, God damn it! I, I remember, I remember, I, I know Gilda's going through some shit, but I remember her being like way more likable in the book. Yeah, and this one, it's just like one of those ones like, geez, I see why Harvey stays out late at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? I understand what not. But, um, but yeah, there's that, and then there's even kind of moments, I think, too, where, like, they have, um, I can't remember if, it's because some of these things I just don't remember just because it's been a while since I've read this book last, you know, but, um, almost where, um, even Harvey, or not Harvey, but, um, Gordon and Barbara have arguments, too, like when there's, like, you know, Batgirl and fucking Jim Jr., you know, they're like, yeah, we're going to go trick-or-treating or whatnot. And then Jim's like, oh, I got to go to fucking work, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you go bitch and cry up in your room. Guess what? How do you think you got that fucking room? Yeah, dad had to go to work. Get over it. <laughs> dad had to shoot some gangbangers. Yeah. Now he's got a promotion. What? Yeah, what? Don't call me Disney, dad. Fuck you. Stop <laughs> watching that shit. You know what? We're canceling the Disney Plus. How do you like that? <laughs> Happy fucking and Halloween. Your cop- and I'm burning your copy of Blank Check. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's favorite 90s Disney movie. Yeah, no Jungle to Jungle in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Tim Allen one? Yeah. <laughs> no Elephone Dumbo Drop either. 
Yeah, I think Jungle the Jungle is the Tim Allen one where he find where he goes out into the jungle and his finds the white Tarzan finds or the whitest kid out there and brings him home. Well, it's his kid. Oh yeah, I guess that's right. His what? <laughs> his ex wife was like a missionary, and he's like, I got, I'm a businessman, business, business, business. But I gotta go to the jungle for some fucking reason. That's your kid. That's my fucking kid. Ah, you know. Why is he half naked and throwing a spear and swinging on a vine? Wait a second. No. Oh no. <laughs> My son's a savage! How was he ever going to work in Wall Street now? Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, he's still me. He's still my son. <laughs> it's Jungle the Jungle, rated PG. <laughs> it was totally that movie. <laughs> but um, uh, Speaking of stupid shit, let me just get this out of the way. I was checking the IMDb trivia for this thing. And not, you know, sometimes I, we're going I into a movie. IMD- this movie's, like, been out for, like couple of days and it's like fucking this imdb trivia on it already and usually like i remember i usually don't check the imdb trivia but this one i was just like all right well since this is becoming a recurring trend on imdb trivia i'm like okay i'm gonna see if there's if there's any of this for here i wonder if it's the same people saying this shit so here's the thing when i think trivia i think weird coincidences or funny stories things you wouldn't know otherwise if it's blatantly said in the movie, or it's on the poster, or on the fucking trailer, it's not trivia. Yeah. Um, I, I don't view it as trivia. If it, they blatantly say it, I don't think it's fucking trivia. And I don't know, I just want to take, I don't need to stop, stop the show dead, but I just want to bring, bring a few things up. Okay. I'm going to re- read it in the voice that I imagine it was written in, okay? Okay. Batman Long Halloween Part 1 will be available on 4K HD Ultra Combo Pack later in 2022. It's combined presentation with film Batman Long Halloween Part 2. Yes, yes, we, 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 we expect it to come together because the Dark Knight Returns came together at some point. Inspired by the iconic mid-1990s DC comic story by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Yes, yes, thank you. It's, it says that in the opening credits. <laughs> There's a few in here. This is like, little. Okay. They dropped the special ed kit off to like write down fucking notes at like the, you know, like the movie screening. Spe- <laughs> I don't even think it's the special ed kid. I feel like this is just the kid who just didn't do the homework and just like fuck, fuck, fuck. Like what's right in front of me? Well, Batman Long Halloween received PG-13 from Motion Picture Association. Part 2 receives rating off of some violent, bloody images. <laughs> Why not sad? If you look at these things, like 16 out of 16 people found this interesting. That's the saddest Six- part. 16. Can you do the thing yeah. where you say, like, hey, this is stupid? Like, is there a thing to check that? I wish there was. No. I-, I felt uh, like there used to be, like, like, this is like, you know. Here's one that's like, this isn't really super interesting, but it's like, okay... Josh Duhamel and Titus Williver both worked on the Transformers film series. Three out of five people found that interesting. Okay, whatever. I always think those ones are kind of weird, though, too. It's just like when people, like, try to put connections, like, this actor and this actor were on the same set at one point in time beforehand. Isn't that funny? Like, it's like, no, that's not fucking trivia. That's, yeah, yes, actors work with other actors at other times in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not really that big of a jump, but I, I, I guess it's like, okay, it's not in the movie, 
It's not said, maybe not common knowledge. So okay, whatever. I mean, we scrolled up through IMDb or whatever. It's just the thing with it's says like Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. They're on the they're in the fucking opening credits, you know. So yeah. it's just like you know. And this movie, these movies always have long opening credit scenes. Just saying. So yeah, that's uh yeah. I just had to get that out of the way. IMDb, fucking make a fucking test to like make like if you could solve this puzzle then you could fucking post on the trivia form yeah there definitely needs to be a little bit more of a filter that kind of goes through because i'm really thinking that there's just not i bet you anybody can go on there you yeah, know not usually someone likes to come in and just kick down but god damn it this has been popping up way more frequently on everything i go on on imdb yeah it's almost why sometimes i just don't look at it nearly as often anymore i kind of feel like i'll just eh, there's other places to go i used to I yeah, used, used to, to, especially if we had a retrospect or something. But yeah, know. sometimes the older stuff not nearly as bad. But you know, yeah, I yeah, mean, these newer ones have these these goofy ones kind of coming up and so on. But um, but yeah, kind of like going back to Batman Alone Halloween and so on like that. Um, yeah, they, they've got these kind of just interesting kind of buildups of like you know Batman kind of learn the detective game. Everybody kind of giving him fucking shit that he's not good enough as a detective. You know, he's got to, like, kind of start working on this and so on. That's, like, the one thing I definitely do notice. Yeah, well, I remember... I want to say that there's mistakes he made here and there, and ultimately Long Halloween is about mistakes. Mm-hmm. But at the exact same time, I remember it being... Um, I, I remember the, like... I don't remember the, the whole thing about him not being the greatest detective popping up yet. Like... He's good at what he does. He just maybe doesn't have the experience of it yet. You know, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I remember the book. Where this one is just like, look, I just want to punch some fuckers and scare them. Now I actually got to pull out a magnifying glass and shit. Yeah, he gets like, well, I fucking realized that there was a Sherlock Holmes shit coming in here. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is when they kind of have the Joker come in. I kind of like, there's these little like light things that the Joker, like I like the Joker makes mistakes, but then just kind of goes, ah, whatever. Like he'll fire a gun and just keep clicking it till the bullets are out. It's like, oh, the bullets are out. How about that? And he does that a couple times. And then even like when he, like I like the scene when he goes to drop the gas and everybody when he's in the plane towards the end and so on like that. It's like, what the fuck? The lever doesn't work and so on. Then he has to pull the manual. He's like, oh, silly me. <laughs> like, like I forgot to take the safety valve. You know what I mean? But like, it's almost that sort of thing that like, it shows that the Joker just kind of is kind of willy nilly going through this, like you know, like almost like there's there's a little bit of like these logic gaps, like that he just doesn't care to learn. I don't think it's not that he could; it's just he doesn't care to. It's like I I don't care to count how many bullets are in this clip. I just keep firing until it empties, and then that tells me that I got to change it. You know? Yeah, he's kind of like Captain Ron. If it happens, it's gonna happen out there. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Is that, he, he's he's like flying by the seat of his pants in a sense, realistically. Troy Baker did a great job as Joker. Now, I, I think when you have the flame, oh, it is I, Joker. Whenever you have that, you can't help but kind of imagine Mark Hamill. But yeah. Troy Baker still does a good job. Oh, yeah, because that's how I, I kind of noticed in, like, the last while, everybody's kind of – before, it used to be like, oh, I got to do my own Joker. I got to do my own Joker. It's like, can't be Jack Nicholson, can't be, you know, Mark Hamill, can't be this. I think nowadays people are coming like, fuck it, just be Mark Hamill. Everybody loves Mark Hamill. Just put your own, like, slight twist on it, but it's really just – because that's how I feel like the last handful of Jokers have just been kind of like a variation of Mark Hamill, but that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Wanda, who I thought did a uh, pretty good job – um, who I thought was a character I'd just be very dismissive of, but did come off kind of like creepy and off-putting, was... Um, the Calendar Man? Uh, calendar Man. That that dude, that's actually the guy who... He's going to be playing... He's going to be playing um, Polka Dot Man in the new Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, crazy Arkham inmate that helped... that tried to shoot at Gordon in Dark Knight that... that um, 
Harvey Dent was flipping the coin with, and he was part of he was the Russian dude in Ant Man's crew in the in the Ant Man movies. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because so, yeah, dude, dudes had been part of some comic stuff. Yeah, well, because that's the thing. But I will say, there's a couple characters in this that I felt like the voice was sort of like off, and then there's other characters that were really good. Like I don't know what it was. It's almost like even like Alberto Falcone. Like I felt like the voice didn't fit nearly as well. Like I, I don't know. Maybe that's just like. You just get to a point where it's just like, hey, it just sounds like a kid trying to do an older guy's voice sort of thing, you know? And there was a couple characters in here that were kind of like that. It's not saying it was, like, totally off-putting, but, like, it just had that slight, like... There, there were some of these, like, tougher characters where it almost had that feeling like, is that like a... a like a tw-? it, it felt weird, but it's like, is that a 20-year-old trying to be, like, a 40-year-old being tough? <laughs> like, that's what I sort of <laughs> felt with some of these characters in there. You know, I felt like that's just that old man point you finally get to in life when you kind of go, wait a second, it's a fucking kid over there trying to do that voice. How'd he get this job? I didn't. I didn't think Alberto was too bad. There's some like, uh, I, I want to say it's more like some of the side characters, like some of the, like the thugs. Like I, I want to say the triad guys. Like I was not intimidated by the triad guy's voice, but I think he was meant to be kind of weaselly though. So yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, it, yeah. Not saying they were like totally bad, but they, they were just a little bit like off on a couple of the characters. I felt like, or they felt like certain characters that were older felt like you could tell there was like a youthful voice just trying to be old. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess for people who are turning tuning into this without reading the book and watching or watching the movie, I guess something we forgot to mention is the whole theme of this book is and the movie mm-hmm. is that it takes place over the course of a year, and on every holiday somebody is killed. Someone usually in the circle of the uh, Falcone crime family is killed, and the thing with that is they're trying to figure out who and who's likely, who's not likely, all this and that. And, um... Well, there's there's a point I was going to make, but there's somewhere I was going with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, one thing about the movie is it doesn't seem to flow as smooth. Maybe because you're reading a comic, so you know it's each month. Yeah. It flows a little smoother. But I guess something about this is like, oh, shit, we're already at November? We're already at December? You know what I mean? Because it really cuts to, like... And without really warning you until, like, the murder happens. Like, yep, that was Thanksgiving. Yep, that was Christmas. Yeah, well, I think, too, it's because the, the book is kind of definitely, you get each each issue's its own holiday, and there's kind of a drawn-out story. And I think because it's based upon, like, almost, like, little mini-episodes of that, where, like, the movie is like, okay, it's got to condense it a bit, like, and so on like that. So it's going with a little bit more smoother pace, but that smoother pace almost makes it kind of feel like, yeah, you kind of hit those, like, oh, here we are, here we are, like, you know... It's almost like you don't mm-hmm. take it in the same way that you do, like, a singular issue, I guess. I guess it feels weird, though. This thing ends only four holidays in. It, well, I mean, it kind of, you know, where it did end, I'm like, well, okay, I kind of get it. It ends literally at the year mark. That You know, even though I know that, like, technically Halloween there, and we got a lot more Halloween, or a lot more holidays to go through coming up. But, like, I guess it makes sense it ends on the middle point of the year, I guess, even though I know that's not mm-hmm. the middle point of technically exactly it, but... I was like, okay, I kind of see that. Um, some of the weird things, though, is like certain characters, though, I could tell that they're going to come up in the next one, but it's kind of like the, the Carla lady. Like, she always felt like she was in it throughout the whole thing, and she's really not in this one at all. Carla? Or who's who's the big oh, fat the, the, uh, the, uh, the big fat the, uh, blonde chick that's Yeah, the, Carmine Falcone's sister, right? Yeah, who mostly was yeah, always just she, talking smack. It just felt like that, just lady, like. Just talking crap the whole time. Like, she's not really in this one, like, at all. She's there in the background, of course, but she really doesn't... I don't even know if she even has a line in this one, to tell you the truth. She might have, like, a small line in passing, but she comes in all pissed off. Like, 
you know, like, I should be running this thing. I run our Chicago division. I know what we're doing over here. Not only that, you got my son killed. Fuck you, you know? So they round in, like, there's there's a part, I'm not sure if they're going to do it in, in the next one, but there's a part where they actually hire the Riddler. Falcone does, hires the Riddler to break down and give up every possible, um lead of who the holiday killer could be and he even says carla at some point and explains why but then you know of course it's not carla but at, at the same time though yeah she has been she's taken a back seat I, I could see them not really utilizing her other than maybe one or two scenes the next one because they have a lot more villains they got to put in and mm-hmm. they also got to they got to rework this whole new um, or maybe she's the holiday killer, possibly, or one of them, because that clearly yeah. wasn't her in the fucking trench coat running around. <laughs> yeah. and I don't think I don't think that's Harvey Dent because he was still. I don't know if he could have gotten from Town Square over to that boat in time. So who knows? Yeah, I think they're trying to lead you in with a lot of different things like that. But it is that kind of thing. I think the next one's just going to be the explosiveness of like all those characters coming coming together. Because really, in this one, we got Falcone, we got Harvey Dent. We got a Joker, but that's kind of about it, you know. We haven't really touched on a whole lot. I mean, you see Solomon Grundy for a second. Batman's like, here's Thanksgiving. This keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, see the post credit scene? Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's, you know, when they got, the, you know, Falcone's at um, Alberto's funeral and whatnot. And then um, he's like, yo, Bruce, check out my new lady. And it's like, oh, it's Poison Ivy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, well something about that um, both Long Halloween and Dark Victory are about are about you know the the shifting of tides of gotham where it's like okay this is from where we basically became like yeah gotham's a city with trouble but it had organized crime was the trouble Mm -hmm. now we got freaks we got freaks in halloween we got freaks in halloween costumes and they're on the far fringes of crime and now they're starting to move in more because of batman and because of harvey dent so i think that that's another i i think I really hope the the second movie makes more of a point of that. And I also think that they are picking from other books here and there, just like little nods and references, because there's the third book, which is more of just a fun anthology st- uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, Haunted te- Night. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because there's technically, I feel like there's almost like four, because then there's also that Catwoman one that kind of like is that similar, like the When in Rome one. I need to read that book. And, of course, like last time I saw I'm like, I'll get it another time. And now that book's like like 120 bucks used so I'm like fuck uh, that's like the only tim sale jeff Lowe book i don't have i have every that, other that's one of those ones on. I, I bought it once on comicsology when it was like 4.99 on sale i was like okay oh that i mean i guess i like I, I guess i could do that but i like being a materialistic asshole and having the physical copy i'm just weird that way I, i'm happy knowing a tree died and a squirrel lost so i guess i don't know oh yeah no no but, I, i'm told I, I like that just as much too but it's also those ones like well 4.99 eventually got to read it yeah no um that's the only jeff Loeb and tim sale story i haven't where they've worked together that i've not read i have all their dc stuff and all their marvel stuff that's the only one that i've yet to get but um yeah no um the uh what was i gonna say um haunted night there's like somewhere in there there's a story about it's more or less meant to be a retelling of a christmas story but it's on halloween and it's Batman as Ebenezer Scrooge, and like, what the meaning of Halloween is really about. And there's that part where he's just like, Alfred, why are we doing fucking Halloween? Halloween's fucking stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's where he gets, like, the visit from the three different ghosts, and they're different villains just posing as this or posing as that in his dreams. And But, um, 
But then I think they kind of make a light reference to that because Batman says that to Alfred, like, stupid Alfred, why do we have the gate open? Why are you giving up candy? God! Yeah, because they, they got that kind of moment in there. And so I also like, too, because then, like, as that kind of conversation is going on, when Batman goes to say something else, he turns around and Alfred's already gone, like, out of there. It's like, why would you <laughs> do that to me? <laughs> we so know who Bruce all... gets it from. Yeah, it's, it's just a family thing. It's a family it's tradition. It's that MI6 training. Yeah, just disappear. But um, but yeah, no. So there is all kinds of cool stuff coming. I think that the, I really do think that it's kind of just like the Dark Knight one too. It's like that was the same way that one kind of was when the first one came out. You're like, it's cool. They do a little bit of changes. There's not as much change as this one as I felt like there was in the Dark Knight Returns one. But you're like, okay, let's just kind of go along and see where it goes. And then I felt like, boom, you hit the second one. It's like, okay, the second one really brings it all around. Yeah, I- I'm actually kind of surprised that they're doing that with this one because, or they're even putting as much detail on this one just because it seems like how do I put it like Dark Knight Returns I love Dark Knight Returns but at the same time I'm like we can make references to other stories by this point you, you yeah. know but there's a period in time we're just like oh look it's it's really square jawed like angry pissed off Frank Miller Batman which sounds cool and you see that like a figure of that or this or that you know just you're like, oh that's cool but after a while it's like I fucking get it, yeah. you know. So now it's 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 kind of like for Sonic fans, like I get it. Green Green Hill Zone chemical plant. I know, I yeah. know. Where I'm like surprised that they're actually like if you were if you were to say they were doing a long Halloween movie, like an animated one, I'd assume something a little bit more toned down and not as much put into it. In all honesty, now I mean Dark Knight Returns is still one of the best. Is probably I think my favorite of the put them together my favorite of the animated Batman movies. But at the same time, I'm surprised because I feel like Long Halloween is one of those ones that's like one of the last big stories, but it's also one of the ones a lot of people have kind of forgotten about. Not Batman fans, but just people. Oh, yeah, that one. You know? Yeah, well, I, I think that's kind of, I think for like the hardcore fans, it definitely is a big, huge book and so on like that. But yeah, it felt like it was kind of like the Dark Knight Returns thing. That, that was definitely the one. What felt like so for the longest time filmmakers, that was about one of the only books that they ever picked up. They picked up that one in year one, and, you know, that's how they kept making the movies. It's like, okay, that's cool, you know, but, like, the, I felt like this one was one's like, that's that thing where it's like, yeah, th- th- that's cool. We, we all like that one, but the hardcore fans like a lot more. I mean, same thing of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like the hardcore fans, like, it's, it's not just all about Sonic 1 and 2. We, we like the other ones, too, even, you know, maybe not every single one, but, you know, like, there's quite a bit more material you can pick from, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that as these go on, though, definitely, I mean, the, the next one, I'm wondering what the twist is going to be. I'm not trying to put too much thought or too much investment into, oh, it's got to be this or it's got to mm-hmm. be that, because, but I'm kind of wondering what it could be, you know, I'm hoping it's not too far to left field. Like, out of when it comes to Batman Hush, I still like that movie, and logically, what they do makes sense, but the only thing is, it's like, well, Hush himself is a different character he's not like a variation of the riddler yeah that's how i always sort of felt like that and oddly enough i felt like hush was another one that like i wish they would have gave it the two-parter treatment because that that book i mean it's just as thick as these other ones i mean granted like you know with jim lee you get a little bit more splash pages and so on than the average guy but you know i felt that one kind of got not, not really a half-assed treatment but it kind of got that thing where it's like eh here it is. It's a singular movie, and we'll just throw into that Batman continuity. So we're not going to give it as kind of its own unique flavor. It's going to be just part of like the main. Like I felt like that one sort of got 
They, they, they should have gave that one a little bit more grandeur one, which I'm glad with at least Long Halloween. They're like, no, no, we're going to treat this like a prestige film. It's going to get the two-parters. We're really going to put the effort into it and so on. So I, I, I think this one, the second part, will definitely turn out real swell. Yeah, I think so too. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I got high I got high hopes for it. Um, what do you think of the... What'd you think of the uh, DC showcase of this one, The Losers? The Losers? Well, because this is one of those ones I was like, I'm like, I wonder what they're going to have on this one since it's so quick and so on. And I was like, I kind of forgot. It's like, oh, yeah, The Losers is a DC property. That always felt like that was one of those ones that fit into, like, one of those, like, third, fourth party kind of comp book companies like Valiant or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, well, it's one of those ones where it came out when it did, which I, I don't know if it was as far back as the 40s, but that's when it takes place. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a Jack Kirby creation. Yeah. And then they did the revamp, which is like a weird mercenary team, like over-the-top mercenary team kind of thing. So it might be... Dra- I have no idea. I've never read a book of it. I never saw the movie either. Yeah. So... As well as was- I was kind of whatever. I was kind of whatever about the short. Yeah, I will say this one wasn't as strong, but it was still kind of interesting. I still enjoyed it. You know, I mean, they're battling dinosaurs. How, how am I not going to like that? You know, I mean, that that's you, – you already you, – you got me in the door with World War II and dinosaurs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's already pretty good. I mean, this one's a little bit shorter than the other ones. It's like only like 16 minutes, not like 20 minutes or so. But it's just like, hey, here's these, you know, you know group of like, you know, hardcore Marines or what have you being sitting in on a special assignment – that there's no coming back from, and they got that Chinese counterpart. But, you know, it's World War II, so she's probably going to turn on them, but uh, they don't know that yet. But give it about five minutes, and we're going to figure out why. Believe me, once she killed that poor Spinosaurus that that guy was trying to pet, oh, it's fucking over. <laughs> well, he- here's the thing with it. I'm just kind of like, concept-wise, World War II team... Marines lands on like you know land of the lost island yeah. or whatever Bermuda Triangle. I'm sold. You already got me. But I guess for being something that's only like 15 minutes long, and then you do this whole like suicide mission thing, just like we're gonna kill the fucking dog too. I was like, I don't give a fuck. You know, it was one of those things. Pooch. I felt bad. It's like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. It was one of those things. Like if this was the movie, like a hour and a half movie or even a two hour movie. And we saw it all go on, but 15 minutes is too quick and done for me to really give a shit. And especially thinking about, like, I don't know who these characters are, but I'm sure they have a lot of books and people who know those. Like, oh, you killed them like that, that quickly? Ah, fuck. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's granted. I mean, that's always sort of the downfall to shorts, you know? And also, too, because they treat the shorts like they're almost movies, but then it's like that thing where it's like, you give them this long opening credit, and then it's like, oh, shit, we got 10 minutes more to wrap this up. Come on, guys. You know what I mean? Like, it is, I mean... When they're 20 minutes long, the way I look at it, it's like, okay, that's just an episode length. That's like a Justice League episode, you know what I mean? Like, that that kind of could... I feel like you can still tell a pretty good tale in that time period. When it's just that ever so slightly... It, like, it just needs just that little bit more to kind of get in there. And I'm not saying... Like, I actually still enjoyed it. I don't think it's nearly as good as, like, Commandy or some of the other ones that came out recently. But, um, Candy was good. Yeah, like that one was really good. That still got across a lot in there in that short amount of time. You know, I mean, many of these shorts... I mean, practically all of them, I would... I would love to see the hour and a half version of them. You know, that would be sweet. You know, because in animation, you know, an hour and a half is like the equivalent of like two hours of like live action. You know, just things just get by. Much more stuff can happen much quicker in that kind of sense. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it is kind of over a little bit quick. I mean, yeah, you get dinosaurs, you get World War II guys, so on. 
You know, you get a Chinese lady trying to capture the power, and America's like, no way. You know, if anybody's <laughs> going to get the power, it ain't going to be China. That's for one. It could be America. It makes it kind of worse. Now it's almost like there's always that one country, I feel like, in life. It's like whoever's kind of like sort of the enemy is like the one that you can kind of go, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? But you can't, like, that's about the only place you can kind of say it at, you know? And even like certain movies kind of get switched around because it's like sort of like that. You know, like Red Dawn, the remake one? Like, that was originally supposed to be Chinese, and it's like, oh shit, okay, China's not so bad, but oh fuck it, there's Koreans, we'll just switch it to them instead. Digitally add in <laughs> some Korean flags in there, and we'll call it good. So, wait, we just realized something. If we make the bad guys China, we can't get any of the Chinese market. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, well Korea's ain't gonna fight. Like it took them that long to realize that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, no, nobody likes Korea at the moment, so it's okay. <laughs> Well, that's Dennis well, no, Rodman. I, I Dennis Rodman kinda... loves Korea, but, you know. I mean, who well, wouldn't I mean, if you guys go basically... over there and shoot basketball and ride jet skis and fire nuclear bombs? Of course you would love it. <laughs> he's just, he's our ambassador to Korea right now, basically. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's one of those things where, just going off this one, though, I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't even dislike it. I was just kind of like, you know, I really should give a shit because it's a cool concept, but I just don't. And I think... I, it's not just this, but I think that compiled with everything else leading up to this. I'm like, oh, you killed the fucking dog? Uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, that doesn't bother <laughs> me anymore in movies. It sounds weird. Like, that used to bother it, me when I was a kid, but nowadays, I just, I don't know. I just felt like I've got, just gotten older. It's like, shit dies. Yeah, it Happens. depends on the movie, though. It depends on the movie and what we're doing. Like, the dog in, like, No Country for Old Men, like, the part when, like, you know, there's a dog chasing down Josh Brolin. He shoots the dog, like... That's not going to kill it for me. I didn't know that fucking dog. But I spent time with Pooch. They made me like Pooch. And then Pooch dies so unceremoniously. And the whole team just like, you know. And then, like, you know, I Am Legend. They kill the dog, but it's within reason. I guess when you just kill a dog with no reason, then I'm like, eh. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just it, that's, That stuff doesn't bother me anymore. It, it used, As I said, when I was a kid, that stuff would. But nowadays, I don't know. I mean, like... It used to even bother me in video games. I remember, like, in Wolfenstein 3D, as, like, I felt bad for shooting the dogs. Nowadays, I'd be like, fuck it, I'll go shoot all the dogs in the game. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I did that. Depending, like, <laughs> if it's going to make it easier for me on, like, uh, Metal Gear Solid, yeah, I'll do it, you know. But yeah. it, it, it's a case-by-case basis. Like, John Wick, that's how the movie gets going. So I get that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I Am Legend, it's meant to be an emotional gut punch. So I get that. It's when, when, I don't know, it just felt... Every death in that seems so dismissive, so I was just like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? That's kind of like how I felt about the Losers one. I didn't hate it, but I was just like, I wouldn't mind seeing the longer version to just give it time to breathe. Well, I feel like with those shorts, though, that's the thing. is The guys going into it, they got the passion that they're making a feature-length movie. They just only got the length of, like, an episode. And I think that's kind of, yeah. that's sort of the downfall. Is the guy's got the passion. I, I see what they're doing. They're going with it like they're making a full-on movie and then just cutting it down. But you sometimes need, there's a reason why you have that. There's a reason why movies are generally an hour and a half to two hours. It's like, it's to fill in all those little blanks and make you care more and, you know, give you more reason to know what's going on. Exactly, yeah. And speaking of the length of this, this is like, these movies have slowly been going up like for a while like okay they're like an hour and five minutes hour and like 15 and they're like no this one's like basically an hour and a half this one yeah. so we're they've they've been that for like a little while now but they're that's the thing though it's like oh wow this isn't like beating on the bush though this is like a full hour and a half movie now so they've come a long way yeah because realistically if you make an animated movie an hour and a half i mean that literally is the equivalent of like a two hour long 
like live action movie. You could get just as much stuff in because the live action movie always just it just everything's just drawn out a little bit longer. Just I don't know, just because it's live action. Something about animation can just happen faster and so on. But um, I will say with the losers though, that did make me kind of a little bit more interested in it because I never really knew anything about it. I just kind of heard of them like. I'm like, no way am I buying a ticket. I don't want to be the guy in the movie theater going like, hey, can I get a ticket for the losers? And the guy be like, of course you're getting it. be like, fuck you, man. Be like, yeah, what are you going to do? I'm behind this glass wall. You ain't going to break in here. I was like, oh, I... Shit, he's right. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you got me again. Because that guy at the movie theater could talk so much fucking shit. What are you going to do? He's behind that fucking bulletproof glass window. Like, you ain't going to do... <laughs> no, nothing you could do. Like, you see, like, fucking, like, bullet smear marks, like, on the window from past people who've tried. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... That's always what I felt like. It's like, no, no. I ain't going to see that movie because of that. Like, there was, like, that weird, like... It's, it's always it's weird how, like, just buying the ticket itself, you don't want to be like, oh, one for the losers. <laughs> well, know? even, like... yeah. Well, even that right like, there. Uh, two for the losers. I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take the World War Two team over the you know weird like A team ripoff yeah, that other movie looked like. Yeah, because that's sort of what that looked like. I mean, I will say I'm slightly more interested in it because of this. But if it was a World War Two one, I would have been sold like ten times more. If it, if it was just like you know some... like superhero and glorious bastards, I would have been fine with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um... I think it's. I bet. I mean, I, I have never read a book of it, so I, I don't know. It could just be a name only. Wouldn't surprise me if it was like okay, one of the people or the head of the team is like descendant of like the general from that or something to that effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they That's got, a rough guess. If they have a little bit, some some they probably have some tie in that movie, but um, but yeah, all in all, like this is a pretty sweet DC package. I mean. You get a full length great movie. You get a little extra short just for a bonus. You know, can't we, we didn't used to get these shorts, so you kids should be fucking grateful. <laughs> you know what I mean? These movies used to just come out by themselves. You know, some special features and so on. This one actually, though, oddly enough, didn't have have as much special features on. It was actually like the probably like the least amount of special features I've seen on a DCU one in a long time. But yeah, yeah, they, I guess like, hey, look, do you want a full length hour and a half movie? Special features, come on. Yeah, it's make, make a, yeah. I I feel like they're probably waiting for the second part to kind of give it like because it's like well if, might as well have the thing done before we talk really in depth about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen. Now I wonder how many speculation videos are going to pop up like well who is the holiday killer if it's not Alberto but I guess we'll find out as time goes on. I don't really watch those things just because I'm like because they're usually always wrong so. Or it's something so obvious you can see from a mile away. So. Yeah, eh, I, I'll, I'll let the movie tell me what it is. That's what we're here for. Yeah. But um, but yeah, check out that. Put a little link in the description here. Go see Batman along Halloween Part 1. Beyond all that fun stuff, you can go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys and all that fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.